Welcome to Profit First Nation, the official podcast for entrepreneurs who are operating their businesses in the zone of permanent profitability. I'm Mike Michalowicz, the author of Profit First, and now here's your Profit First Nation guide, Daniel Mulvey. Welcome to Profit First Nation, the podcast for the top 17% of entrepreneurs with cash in the bank to correlate to their profitability. Profit First Nation is the podcast for intelligent entrepreneurs who have taken ownership of their financials and leveraged Profit First as a cash management system to make their businesses permanently profitable. I am Danielle Mulvey, an expert at guiding entrepreneurs on owning their financials in as little as 11 minutes per day and doing Profit First right. If you are a fan of Profit First and its author, Mike Michalowicz, you have found your tribe. We are a nation of successful entrepreneurs driven to be permanently profitable with a grit and a growth mindset that lets no obstacle stand in our way in pursuit of the three Ps, passion, profit, and play. On Profit First Nation, we dive into advanced Profit First strategies, and we share the honest and authentic ups and downs of being a business owner. Today, we have a very special guest, Mr. Mark Coudre. Mark is a certified mastery level Profit First professional and just a super brilliant mind. He is recognized as a premier thought leader and practical strategist who delivers documented gross margin gains and net profit results in today's highly commoditized price-driven markets. His passion is inventing exceptional business models and processes that excel to their fullest potential. He leads groups and communities and is a lifelong learner and problem solver. Welcome to the podcast, Mark. Well, thank you, Danielle. I'm super excited to be here. So let's get into, I mean, you just like have, I think, the biggest brain in in profit first uh, professional world. So I love the law of inverse effort. And I think that that is such a game changer. I mean, this is like on the level of the Pareto principle, like this is this is the next big thing. And you guys are one of the first ones to hear it. Um, So why don't you share that? Absolutely. So during COVID, one of the real opportunities for me was to have a lot of quiet time that I can use to think and analyze and talk with other entrepreneurs, of which I had over 500 discovery calls over an 11-month period. And through those calls, there was a number of things that I kept seeing over and over and over again. And one of the things that I discovered for myself, and I haven't found anybody else that looks at the world quite the way I do sometimes, but I discovered for myself that our focus on profitability and profit generation within all small businesses and all businesses, period, follow Newton's laws of motion. And essentially, the laws of physics, I call it the physics of profit, When you understand the components, all of a sudden, the world opens up in a new and different way. And the law of inverse effort was a direct result of this understanding of the laws of physics as the result in profitability. Every business has mass. Bigger businesses have more mass. When things slow down and stop, we've got to overcome the inertia of the mass. 
we need to have force, which is our marketing effort and our advertising effort and so on and so forth. There's friction, there's acceleration, there's momentum, there's speed, all those kinds of things that, you know, if you had ever had physics in high school or first year of college, they apply perfectly and they actually follow the formulas that are available for understanding physics. And so from that, I developed this concept that I call Coudre's Law of Inverse Effort. And what that says is that if you want to double your business, you can do it in half the time. And if you want to quadruple your business, you do it in a quarter of the amount of effort or time that you put in. And if you want 100x your business, then it's one one one-hundredth of your effort. Now, on the surface, the response is, well, I can see how that might work for doubling your business and maybe at the outside uh, quadrupling your business. But I'm so busy and I'm so overwhelmed right now. I, I just don't see how this works. And the intent of the concept was to get you to look at your business from a different direction, a different perspective, and to do a thought exercise to say, if I was going to double my business, how would I do it in half the time? And so from this, I've been able to identify to date 42 different profit levers. And the profit lever is the concept of applying leverage. So if you were to think of your business as a rock, a small business might be a 50 pound rock. And if you have to move that rock from your starting point 30 feet, well, most people would just muscle it. And at the end, they'd be, you know, overworked. Maybe their back might be thrown out. You know, they just might, might have some uh, negative consequence to that. But then you take it up the next step and say, okay, if you want to move a 500 pound rock 30 feet, you can't do it by just lifting it. You've got to apply leverage to it. So you might get a wheelbarrow or a dolly or a crowbar or something like that and inch your way over the 30 feet. The reason I picked 30 feet is because it's a correlation to 30 days in the month if we're using a monthly model. And then take it to the next step of saying, okay, now our business has grown and now it's a 5,000 pound rock, not a 500 pound rock. The only way we can move that quickly and easily to the end of the 30 feet is with something like an excavator or a bobcat or a backhoe or something like that. And now we're adding massive leverage. And if you think about your position as the operator, you're moving levers on that excavator. There's not much effort in that at all. And the machine is doing the work. So this has led to quite an interesting evolution through a number of different businesses. And I I just finished uh, doing what I call the profit potential assessment. I took 20 companies. I put together 10 of the levers and I had each company look at each independent lever and say, if, if I improved my business by anywhere from 1% to a maximum of 10% on one lever, what would that be for my company? So these were complete self-assessments based on their knowledge of their business. And when that came back and I compiled these, it turned out that the average top-line revenue pretty much doubled. But the thing that's really interesting is that the bottom line revenue quadrupled. And 
the point that I want to make out of that is this was self-assessment with no understanding of the deep aspects of the principles. They can see that the potential is there, but the sequence was not optimized. None of the internal aspects were optimized. There was no guidance into this. And when I start applying direct input, you know, based on experience of talking to so many companies, based on what I know as a profit first professional mastery member, uh, and have had run three over 300 companies through the profit first model. When I start applying proven principles to it, I was seeing net profit increases of anywhere from 400% to over a thousand percent, a 10 X improvement in profitability and sometimes with less than half of their effort. So the, the principle absolutely works, and I'm super excited to continue the development of this over the next few months and the, ne- the coming years. Yeah, so let's, let's just pause right here for a second because I know that people's minds are, are blown because it's just this, you know, how, how is that possible? How can I double my business with half the effort? How can I quadruple my business with a quarter of the effort. And so let's just kind of digest this a little bit, break it down, summarize it a little bit more. So you guys, what you have to think is that if you've got to dig a hole, do you want to use a shovel or do you want to use a backhoe? Or, you know, are you going to use a giant excavator? I mean, it really is about you doing less in your business to get you farther And you really have to like be transitioning into a role where you're not the ditch digger. Like you're not the one with the shovel digging it. You are really the one that is sort of like, you know, the operator. And I want you to envision yourself like Captain Kirk on the deck of the Starship Enterprise. Um, And if I blew that, I'm sorry, Star Trek fans. But, you know, you've got to be intentional about what you're doing in the business and and be also intentional about how maybe you are slowing down your business. You know, I know for me, I was a bit frustrated when I was like, well, how can I how can I increase this business when it's just my husband and I, and this is obviously years and years ago. And, you know, it was sort of like this aha of, okay, well, I'm the one getting in the way because I can only do so much. So when I challenged myself and I challenged my husband that we needed to do less so that we could do more. This shit really works. So maybe you could give us a few examples of, uh, you know, a, a couple, two or three of the 42 profit levers. I'd be absolutely happy to. And this is the first lever that requires literally zero effort. No new equipment, no new people, no new supplies, don't need a bigger facility, you don't need more customers, nothing. It's simply looking at what you're doing right now and changing the order up. So what do I mean? Well, you know, when we do profit first, we we have our OPEX and we have our materials and subs. That's a perfect starting point. So I take top line sales minus materials and subcontractors, and that gives me my operating expense or my contribution margin in accounting terms, 
that we have to work with. These are all the dollars that we have to work with on any particular given job or engagement or whatever. That's only part of the question. I talk to so many business owners and they say, well, we're making great margin on this. I mean, we're doing great. We're charging a lot. We're getting paid a lot. But that's only part of the question. The question that's not usually addressed is how much time does it take to deliver that margin? So let's just say that you've got $1,000 of total margin on a job, which is great because you're selling the job for $1,200. So you've got a ton of money. It looks super profitable. Well, one company might do that job in two hours. So the margin per hour ratio is $500 per hour. Now, if another company takes 10 hours to do that same job because of inefficiency, mistakes, or whatever, then the value is $100 per hour. The key is understanding the revenue per hour. Yes. And the key to, to really getting into it is the concept of profit. And this, this kind of deviates a little bit from profit first in a way, but it's really what caused me to, to look deeper in the very first place. You cannot have any profit until all of your total costs are covered. Let that sink in for a minute. No matter what your margin is, until you cover your total cost, you cannot have a profit. So by analyzing your work and your customers and understanding the time that it takes, simply rearranging the order and rearranging the pricing of your work for faster turnaround, put all of your high margin per hour work at the front of the month and then the lower margin per work gets spread out over the month until at the very end of the month, you have the, the lowest amount, uh, the lowest margin per hour, the $100 per hour kind of work. So let's just pause here and recap just a little bit because I mean, you know, your, your, your brilliance is deep and wide and we just want to, to soak in to everyone. So, you know, it, it's so, so important that, yeah, oh, I'm making $1,000 on the job in margin, but if you're spending 10 hours, you're making $100 per hour, essentially. But if you're able to do that in two hours, well, now you, your margin is $500 per hour. And so this whole concept of, of looking at things and understanding the time that's going into it, I've worked with countless clients as well in Profit First, and especially it's real easy with like, uh, solopreneurs and single service providers, you know, someone who's a photographer and looking at how much they're charging, how many hours they're putting into it and such and finding that right balance of, you know, can they cut the number of hours they're spending on the project and increase their price, which would then, you know, have that tripling or quadruple effect on their net bottom line. And then also too, you know, Mark makes an excellent point about, you know, what you're servicing and moving up that higher margin work to the priority in your month. So it's happening first. I mean, I know you have a lot of sort of manufacturing background experience, Mark, um, but, but even if you have, if you've got crappy clients, don't prioritize their work. 
They're the ones that are sucking you dry. They're the ones who are giving you your lowest cost of margin per hour that you're servicing them because you're you know, having to spend 20 hours servicing them for the same price that your best clients are only taking five, six, seven hours of your time. So make sure that you're correctly prioritizing your high margin clients, the ones who are the ideal clients, not the ones who are sucking you dry and causing you to spend more time and more hours than your ideal clients. That's exactly right. And this sets off kind of what I call the snowball effect. The snowball effect is when you're rolling a snowball down a hill, it continues to grow on itself, getting bigger and bigger and bigger with no effort on your part. It's not like you're trying to push a block up a hill like you're building a pyramid or something where it takes thousands of people to do that. This is allowing gravity to do the work and and build on its own. So in the illustration that I spoke of, the concept of putting the, the higher value work at the beginning of the month, what that does is it covers your total costs faster. So it depresses your break-even point for the month where you've covered your total costs and you can move that break-even point back sometimes five, six, seven, I've seen as many as 11 days out of the month, you depress it. So by the workday 10 of the month, all of your cost is covered. And what people don't understand is they're saying, well, I price this based on, you know, a gross margin, a total margin of, you know, 50%. And my profit is estimated at being 10%. Well, that's great. Think of this, when you covered your total cost, I mean, your total cost, all of your labor, all of your indirect labor, all of your rent, everything, 100% of the margin flows to net profit. That's huge. Think about that. It's huge. I did this in my own company in 2003, and we were in a very super competitive uh, space. We were typically running between 2% and 6% net profit. We were working ridiculously hard to earn that. When I started prioritizing the work that we were doing with our, our clients, within 60 days, our net profit after all expenses jumped from a high of 6% to a high of 33% on top line sales. Wow. It, w- it was a complete game changer. Now, when we talk about applying leverage to this and the profit levers, just by simply changing the timing, there was no effort involved in that other than keeping track of the time so that you've got an idea where that is. There's a little bit of effort, but hardly any in relation to the improvement. But then if you put on top of that a 2 to 3% or 5% price increase and you do a 2 to 5% cost reduction internally, less people, less effort, that kind of thing. Now you've added another 10% of profit margin to the job with no effort on your part. And you add that on top of the marginal improvement based on the, the timing of the job. So you can see how these things just start compounding on their own and re- really requires very little effort on the part of the business owner, but it does require discipline. You have to kind of be focused on what you're doing and be consistent with it to get the results. But the results are absolutely there. 
And the other important thing too is that you've you've got to love your numbers and you have to look at them every day and you've got to put the numbers into a spreadsheet every day so that you can start seeing these trends and you can start seeing where you are and start measuring against, you know, what your performance has been over prior months. I mean, you know, like I know every day what our month to date uh, margin is in terms of dollars. And, you know, I do know like, you know, what, what day of the month where we, like you say, we meet the month in terms of the operating expenses. And then, you know, the rest of the month just is, is like gravy. And, um, you know, it's important that you start looking at this. It's not going to happen over tonight. You know, if, if right now the way that you've been doing things is just sort of like, well, you know, just doing the projects as they come in and, and not prioritizing the higher margin projects, et cetera. It's going to take some time because right now you're probably hitting that break-even point for the month, uh, you know, sometime towards the end of the month, um, you know, day, day 27, 26, 28, 29, 30. But when you start to prioritize the high margin projects uh, towards the beginning of the month, you're going to hit it faster. And then, you know, the, here's, here's the other point that may not be so obvious in some of this discussion is that you've given yourself less time to do the low, lower margin work so you get it done faster, <laughs> right? Well, again, on the surface, that would be the initial reaction. And when I started digging into this, you know, doing some research to validate my thinking, I found that our common experience that if you've been in business for any period of time, if you've ever used FedEx, if you've ever used UPS, you've got UPS overnight early morning delivery. It's going to cost you an arm and a leg for that. Then you've got UPS red uh, overnight delivery sometime during the day. Then you've got UPS blue second day service. Then you've got uh, ground delivery and then you've got economy, which could you know, take four or five or six days compared to overnight. The fabulous part about this is using another one of the levers, which is called price tiering. You can tell your client our normal turnaround is 15 days. This is the price I'm giving you for 15 days. If you can wait 20 days, uh, you can get a little bit of a discount. If you need it faster, then you can get it in a, in a week or you can get it in two days or whatever, however you want to structure your business. But here's the price for that. And now you're not having to do this price fight back and forth with your client. The client is making the decision to raise the prices on their own job based on the need that they have. And it is absolutely a friction-free way. Totally. And, you know, I mean, this works with anything. And I know some of you are going, oh, it doesn't apply to me. You know, I'm not delivering product or such. But, you know, I was talking to a photographer and we were going over a plan for a new business that she is starting um, that, you know, is is brilliant, um, still in the photography field, but she's not working in the business. And we were talking about pricing. And, you know, now that, well, depending upon the airing of this episode, but you know, weddings kind of went on hiatus for a bit and people just kind of stopped planning weddings. And, you know, now that in different areas and such, things have, you know, freed up a little bit and there seems to be a little bit of promise and people are getting back together and weddings are back on. You know, we talked about the fact that if someone wants to book a wedding in the next 30 or 45 or 60 days, then you need to increase your price. 
someone who's wanting to book a wedding a year from now, okay, fine. You know, your base price is is fine because you you are going to be competing a bit on price when someone is planning a year out and they've got some time to shop different photographers, et cetera. But if someone is wanting to book a great wedding photographer, like I said, you know, right away because things are opening up again, then you need to put that premium on that price and have that be your top level in terms of price tiering. So any business, you just have to, we're, we're just challenging you to look and think about your businesses from different perspectives and from, you know, there's 42 lovers, at least I'm sure Mr. Crudre will come up with another eight lovers by uh, the end of 2022. But, um, but, you know, it's really challenging yourself. So really quickly, can we just talk, I know we're going long on this episode, we're going to talk one more lover, because I said, let's hit three. And then we'll wrap this up. But Mr. Kudre will be back for a future episode for more of his brilliance. So Mark, what would be the last lever that we could touch on? This is one that is my absolute favorite. And that is the 80-20 principle. Mm. Everybody knows 80-20, you know, where 80% of your profit comes from 20% of your customers, your top 20%. So if you simply prioritize your customers based on the, the revenue that they generate with you uh, and focus on the top 20% and give the top 20% preferential treatment for being your best customers. Statistically, those top 20% will be worth four to five times the marginal value of the lower 80%. Amen. And it's sort of about top grading your customers too, because we have done this frequently in our construction material supply business, where we look at, you know, the people that are in that 80%, it's like, you know what, it's just, it's, it's not even worth having them on the rolls anymore. So, um, you know, we, we, we kindly like, you know, suggest or, or don't take on new projects with them. So it, this 80, 20 totally, totally works. And it's, it's just, it's, it's so remarkable how it really, I mean, I've done this in all of my businesses, like for the last 25 years and such. And it just has always fascinated me how it ends up being like pretty such damn close to, to, to exactly 20%. It's either 17, 18, 19, 21 or so, but it is, um, it is a true phenomenon. And so a great thing to do would be to really, you know, now that we're at the beginning of, of a new year looking back at um, 2021 and looking at your billings by customer. Um, and where is that line in the sand? Where is that 80% of your revenue coming from? And where's that line of the, the top 20% of customers that are giving you that 80% of revenue? And then you have the 80% of the balance of your customers that are just giving you that 20% of revenue. It's like, you know, that's a lot of work for a, a little money. Yeah. And it's, I obsess over the 80-20. I've gone so deep into it that if you if you continue the pattern, in other words, take 80-20 of the 20%, the 20% is 20% of 20%, so the top 4%. When you look at the profitability of the top 4%, it's 20 to 25 times the value of an 80% customer. So the snowball rolling down the hill approach, when you look at this and you consider it, you realize that the less people you work with, the more money you're going to make 
And the more time you have to service at a higher level, the more time you have to listen, the more time do you have to think about things that you can add value, which your best customers are thrilled to pay you for. So, I mean, we could make a whole session just on going deep into 80-20. And that's usually where I start with new clients when I'm coaching them is, is to start because that's the fastest way to get instant results is to segment your customer list and um, price it accordingly based on the value that customer is bringing, that client is bringing to your business. And also too, you know, I mean, those are the customers that you need to get more customers of. Like it's, you know, you're constantly top grading this 80-20 and you're constantly really top grading that that your top 20% of customers and refining it more and more and more. And, you know, it's just building upon it. It's not like you just settle with it, but that's who you should be focusing on growing more clients like those clients that are in that 20% of, of your top customers. All right. Well, thank you so much, Mr. Coudre, for joining us. If you would like to connect with uh, Mark Coudre, then visit catalystplan.com. Of course, we will have a visual recap of this episode. And I know we've touched on some of these topics in prior episodes too, and they're just not on the top of my head. So we will include references to prior episodes where we talked about Pareto principle, where we talk about um, you know incremental changes in your pricing, um, and, and, and different percentage adjustments to um, the different aspects of, of, of the levering of your, of your pricing and your profit. If you would like to work with a Profit First professional with the heart of a teacher like Mr. Coudre, like myself and the rest of our Profit First professional family, then you can visit ProfitFirstNation.com and click on Contact to connect with a certified Profit First professional. And then for our visual recap, you can... Get that at ProfitFirstNation.com. Click on resources. Cheers to another profitable day, my entrepreneurial friends. Profit First Nation website, related podcasts, and resources are provided for general information purposes only and do not constitute accounting, legal, tax, or other professional advice. Visitors should not act upon the content or information found here without first seeking appropriate advice from an accountant, financial planner, lawyer, or other professional. 